Welcome to another episode of the 710 Postscript Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Lish. And it's me, Jade. (laughs) And we have a very special guest with us on our podcast. We're continuing (laughs) our Get to Know You series and interviewing uh, different members of our team. So today, drum roll please. We have Kendrick Williams. What's good? Oh, no. <laughs> Redo that. We Hi, Kendrick Williams. Hi, my name is Kendrick Williams. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh my gosh! All right, normal time. All right. Okay, Kendrick, <laughs> it's nice to have you today. Thanks, I know. Guys. How's it going? I'm doing good. Good. I've been hanging out with you guys all day. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, before we jump into our interview, we're going to do some fun Would You Rather questions, just get to get our time started and get our brains working. Yeah, yeah. All right, so here's the first question for you both. Would you rather be 11 feet tall or 9 inches tall? What? Would you? I would rather be um, 11 feet tall. Because you're short already or... Dang, sorry. <laughs> Listen. Okay. Kendrick, what would you <laughs> Too much. Sorry, Kendrick. Uh, I would rather be 11 feet tall. I could be in the league getting paid. Yeah, mm, yeah. That's true. That's I play true. with the boys. Okay. Um, would you rather be an extra in a Oscar-winning movie, or would you rather be the lead in a box office bomb? Like good movie is bombing good. No, think B-rated Sharknado. Uh, yeah, I'm choosing the first one. Okay. Yeah, I think I would much rather be an extra because um, being like B movies can sometimes destroy your career. Like they'll only see you as like B-rated actor. So yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Would you rather get a paper cut every time you turn a page, or bite your tongue every time you eat? Jeez. I'd bite my tongue. Heels faster. Ooh, yeah. you'd bite your tongue? It I do that faster. already accidentally. Like, sometimes I'll be eating and I just go, yum, yum, yum. Yeah. <laughs> just think, like, anytime you get, like, a cut in your mouth, it heals faster because of the moisture and, like, all that stuff that happens. Yeah, that that's a hard one. What would you say, Lishy? I, uh, I don't know. Biting your tongue is, and I always bite, like, the inside of my cheek. That hurts. That hurts really bad. I don't know. That's a hard one. Mm. Uh, yeah i don't know okay here's our last one would you rather lose your sight or lose your memories oh i'd rather lose my sight i don't need my sight i got faith in the lord amen amen brother (laughs) amen i lose my sight too baby i wish i wish i could see no okay Good to know. I think, actually, I do think I would agree, though. I would rather lose my sight. Because, like, having already been able to see, you can, Mm -hmm. like, remember what things look like. But to, like, lose all the memories you've ever had, that would be really sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that 
And even though you wouldn't know it, but I think even the effect of like the other people around you knowing that you can't remember them or that, yeah, makes me sad. Yeah, that would be sad. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. This is fun. Um, Okay. So Kendrick, we're going to dive right in. We know we've heard your story lots of different ways. Um, We heard it at your baptism. And I would assume that most people in 710 probably know some version of it, but for those that maybe don't or are new to 710 and new to our podcast, um, we just want to like give you some time, a short amount of time to tell your story and how you came to redemption and just a little bit of who is Kendrick. Yeah. Um, so you guys want, well, you want me to start from like pre pre-getting hurt or like just from that like leading the up quick to the, story that you want to tell yeah so how i came to like know jesus um i was actually working at a nightclub in uh, scottsdale um called the uh, international and i was bartending um you know I was, I was there probably there for about two and a half months and uh long story short we had like just this gentleman oh, i want to call him a gentleman he cracked my head open but uh um, this guy was just super drunk and he was just, you know, acting a fool and throwing drinks at us. So I came over, you know, thinking macho man Kendrick could handle all situations. Um, I tried to like, you know, calm the situation down. I actually made it worse. Um, and yeah, so his, uh, nephew, we were kind of just scuffling, just wrestling a little. His nephew came and put me in the biggest, like this dude was huge, man. He was big, uh, put me in a chokehold. And the dude we were trying to kick out grabbed a Hennessy bottle and just smacked me right over the head and split my head open and put me in the hospital for about a week. I got COVID in the hospital. And so, like, this was when COVID was, like, really bad. Um, And, uh, (laughs) yeah, um, so I got COVID. um, I had internal bleeding. I had two layers of stitches um, and just like major like hemorrhage. My, my forehead swelled up pretty bad. And so they sent me home after like a week. Um, it took me about a month to like fully like recover. Um, you know, I was pretty much bedridden for about a month. Um, I couldn't like walk or use restroom on my own. And it's the first time in like my life I ever felt like I like I'm you so used to being like this this like guy that's like in shape can do all things for himself, you know, super mm-hmm. active. And then like having that being like stripped away from you and like not being able to do the things like normal people do in life. Um, that was really like, you know, hard for me to deal with. And at this point I didn't have basketball anymore. So it's like, I'm already dealing with like, you know, who am I as a person? Like, where's my identity lie? And just all these different things kind of coming surface level. And it was just really hard for me to deal with. And, um, just, that was just that traumatic moment that just really threw me over the edge and like emotionally, physically. And I just felt like, you know, that was like, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, where's my life going? Like I, I I was an athlete, you know, I was loved by everybody and like all those things were just gone, you know? And, um, so then, yeah, how I came to like, came to know redemption and then how I came to faith. Um, I had been a redemption when I was at Chandler Gilbert playing ball, um, with one of my best friends. And, um, you know, I never really got like intentionally involved. It was more like, I just went to go. I had games that Sunday. So it was like, let's go to church before we had a game that night. Hopefully, you know, God will bless, you know, but not really ever getting involved. Um, and I would just say like, I came to church that Sunday. So, so first, like the, the ironic thing that I found that was so like unique and cool was I woke up that Sunday and I had knew about like the redemption, like times, but I never really like, 
I didn't remember. I don't know. It's kind of, I woke up and I just knew what time I was going to church and I was just so motivated to go to church. And, and so I went by myself, um, not really wanting to meet anybody, just kind of, I just felt like God was really like pushing me. Now that I'm looking back on, it, I just felt like God was pushing me into like, I need you. I want you to, to go to this church. And I, I just have faith, you know, and looking back on it. And I did, I sat in like the back row of the worship center by myself, kind of like already feeling out of place and uncomfortable. You know, I'm a, a black guy with, you know, t- a lot of tattoos. Um, you know, it was just a weird, like in a predominant, uh, in, in an environment where I felt like I wasn't welcome. And so that was already uncomfortable on its own. So I just felt like already out of place. And then, um, yeah, I, so Corey Casperson, our lead pastor came up to me first, super welcoming. I honestly kind of freaked me out at first, but, uh, um, I, I tell him all the time, I'm like, dude, you're like, you were just overwhelming, but like, you know, that's just like Jesus's love, you know, through his people, he just does that. And like, I didn't really understand that until like I became, you know, a, a child of God. That's when I understood like, okay. And now I understood what Corey was doing. Cause mm-hmm. I do it myself in the people I like new people I meet, but it was just like a, like a weird interaction with Corey. Um, he was just loving on me and I didn't realize what he was doing. Um, he invited me to sit with, which is now like my small group, um, which I thought was cool, but that wasn't like, there was no moment with any of them that like really like brought me to Christ. I felt like, um, it was during worship. We were worshiping, um, a song called remembrance in a uh, Hillsong. And uh, there was just some lines like the lines were you are you've been so, so good to me. Oh, to think where I would be if not for you. And those are like the lines that like I felt like I talked about, like being like not having identity and not having, you know, any hope in anything, not knowing what I was really doing with my life like that. Those lines really like gave me life. Mm-hmm. I felt like I could finally like, breathe a full breath. Um, I felt like there was a lot of weight um, and like you know, not, I wasn't, I wasn't in a place where I was like able to be happy. And I felt like that song really like relieved me of all those stresses and all those emotions. And, um, after that, I mean, after that experience, uh, I left that building just, I felt like I was renewed, revived and, um, yeah, it just kind of spiral effect from there. I just felt like after that, I wanted to be more involved and I, and God's just been doing through faithful and just providing and giving me experiences to be more involved. So Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. Like God's timing of like how things work out. Would you have ever said that? Like, cause we had talked about this a little bit. I know we've had, we've had this discussion of like growing up. um, Like I grew up not being a Christian, but like in a Christian household. Like I, there was never a time when I didn't go to church or Sunday school or like all of those things. Um, but you don't have that experience, Kendrick. Would you say like any other time as a kid or like teenager in school or anything like that you ever like thought about God, considered Christianity, or was that just like not at all a part of your like thought process? Or maybe even like encountering mm. Christians too, like in your life. Yeah. Not, you know, looking back, I feel like there were times when I, the only times I really came to Christ with my problems and is when my like back was against the wall or like I, I really felt like I wanted something for myself. God, give me this and I'll do this for you. It was kind of like an ultimatum kind of thing I was giving him, but it was never like I'm giving everything I have to you and I'm gonna let you do what you do best. Um, but I wouldn't say I really ever had like a relationship with Christ. Like I came to him on a daily basis. I feel like majority of the time when I ever prayed was before like basketball games 
or like, um, you know, something like that was like really big in my life that was about to like happen. But, you know, it was never really a true connection. And like compared to now, I think that's what I'm comparing it to is like my relationship with Christ now and like my walk with the Lord, like before it wasn't nowhere near like that. Mm. So that makes sense. Um, so you've talked a lot about basketball and clearly not a lot of us, not any of us like knew you before now, like just the Kendrick we know now is what that's all, that's all we know and love. And, and that's great. Um, but how do you feel like God has changed who you were before and, and then like how you are now knowing him being a part of this church, like growing in his word and in prayer and like those kinds of things. Um, even like with maybe basketball specifically or relationships with people, like how you relate to people. Mm-hmm. How do you think that was for you beforehand? And then like seeing how God's working in you now. Yeah. Well, like I feel um, with basketball, we'll start with basketball. I think that's a good place to start. Um, well, when I first started, I started playing basketball in seventh grade. Um, sports can be very like, it could be about you in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um and it could be like very self-centered and prideful and it creates like this, like, Oh, I need to be the best at what I do. Um, and I don't, I don't think that's like who Jesus was or is. Um, and I felt like for me, when I played basketball, it was all about being better each day. It was all about, um, embarrassing the next person to level myself up. Um, I wasn't a very good teammate. I I was just super like, if you weren't better than me or you weren't going to work as hard as me, then get off the court. You know, you're not worth playing. It was very, I was very like, uh, I would humiliate my teammates. Um, I would degrade them. I'd belittle them. Um, just very negative person. Um, I was a very likable person because I was good at what I did. Sure. But like, uh, I think looking back, like all those people that liked me, it was because of my popularity and like, uh, my ability to play basketball and entertain, I guess. And then whenever I lost that, that's when I realized like, well, what do I, who are my real friends? And mm-hmm. like, um, when did you start playing basketball? Yeah. I think I competitively started playing like seventh grade middle school mm. is when I like got serious. Like, okay, this is what I want to do. Um, that's when I got like serious. I told my dad, like, look, I want to play basketball and be good at it. And you know, mm. um, but we didn't have much. So like I had, that's where I wanted to put my focus in. And I was like, what kept me going? But, um, yeah, I think I was just a very negative person. Um, I wasn't a nice person, uh, and I was very prideful, very prideful. And it was all about me, self-centered. And, you know, there's things I'm still working on. Even, you know, after basketball, it's still something that kind of follows me. But, you know, I have something bigger that's kind of you know, God's helped me through that. So it's just been, yeah, it's been a process. So, And it's cool that you get to play basketball again because you are currently on a team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, super blessed. It was something something I've been praying about for a while. Um, Like, God, what does basketball look like now that I'm a believer and I'm following you and I'm I'm bettering myself um, through you? Um, So I joined a pro-am league um, called be legendary. Um, and there's a lot of good talent in, in that league. Mm. A lot of people that I know from before I was a believer. So it's, it's definitely kind of cool. I was talking to somebody today about like going back into that environment where people are doing the same things, talking the same way, um, being the same type of people. And like, I'm stepping back into that, um, reality with a, a new life and a new like heart and a new foundation that, uh, I'm walking on. And, um, it's been really cool. It's been humbling and it's been, it just shows, you know, God's mercy and grace even more. Um, going back and they're like, yo, what? You're so different. And I'm just like, I'm not cursing as much as I used to, you know, I'm just different, more encouraging. 
Um, I talk less because it's like, I have to, I think more before it was like a react react. Now it's like a think. Cause, um, I try to like think about, Hey, is this something that is glorifying of God now? I'd never did that before. So it's really cool to step back in that environment and like experience, you know, God's grace and mercy and the way he's grown me in the last 10 months. So yeah, it's been good. It's awesome. Like obviously God gave you the talent to be able to play basketball. And whereas you may not have looked at it that way before, like you were saying, it's just all about me. I'm trying to better myself. I'm trying to, you know, practice and work hard so I can be better than the next person constantly. And then you have this interaction with Jesus. And then he says, okay, go back to basketball now. Like I'm going to put you back in that place but you're going to be different and like do it differently. And I'm going to use you in that same arena with the gifts I've always given you. But now like you're going to do something different with those and hopefully get to bless other people's lives. And people will get to see Jesus through you now on the court. Whereas before they just saw like, Oh, this kid who's really, really good or this kid that we really don't like on the basketball court. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's just like cool how God like uses that. Mm. And, you know, the things that the foundations that maybe were already laid, you're building on those now, but like in a different, better, healthier way. Yeah. Yeah. Like living out like the witness of like, Jesus has changed me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I kind of think of when, um, even, even for myself, like when I see people that I used to know (laughs) and they see the difference and I'm like, whoa, what happened? That is so cool. Even for like, because competitive like sports or anything like that like I feel like it's fun but it always sometimes brings out like the worst in people mm-hmm. and so to put Jesus in that oh yeah oh that's so that's so yeah. cool I love that yeah just like how can like what do sports look like in the kingdom of God mm-hmm. yeah Brian Berger I know he talks about that all the time when the youth pastor here at our church always talks about like what do sport you know sports look like because that's such a huge part of life for young people now in their schools playing Mm -hmm. football playing basketball playing baseball cheerleading cheerleading. yeah um soccer volleyball and so like what does it look like for sports to like be in the kingdom of god Mm -hmm. and just like that upside down kingdom mindset that we have to have is really is really awesome um all right so transitioning a little bit away from basketball what do you think has been one of the things that you have really enjoyed about seven ten. Mm, yeah. Me. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'd I'd say like uh my my definition of family changed mm. um when I became a part of seven ten because it wasn't like based on like blood or like family relationship. It was based on like we're all like in a family, um, living under one God, one king. And I mean, we can all attest to this. Like our relationships with each other have just magnifying because you know we all have one similarity and that's because we all love and follow jesus um so that's been super super i've been super grateful for that and that's just been i'd say the biggest takeaway i've i've seen in 710 um obviously there's a a million more you know but family that idea of what family really means um yeah that's been the biggest one for me yeah that's it's been cool to see like even just before you coming to 710, um, how, just how it's changed over the years. And I feel like every, every season of 710, we move closer to that, like really being a family that's for each other and with each other. And 
just always like encouraging each other to pursue Jesus mm. more and love him better, um, which is really, really, it's really awesome. And mm. we love having you on the team. Oh, well, you make a great you. addition. Yeah. yeah. You're like kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would even also say um, within 710, like just the different types of people mm. that we see, you know, I feel like uh, things like environments like that can be very cliquish and you can list, Oh, I like that person. So I'm going to hang out with that person. But I feel like, Seven seven tens really become like this environment of like different people loving on each other mm. um, and different people with different backgrounds loving on each other and bringing like sometimes we think, oh, you've done that in your life. You can't do anything positive. Um, but those are the people that are bringing the most positivity and love to mm. 710 environment. Um, so just seeing that, I mean, just since I've been working here, you know, last couple months like that has been really cool. Like this idea of what 710 should be it's totally different and it's just a bunch of different people who love Jesus, who want to know Jesus and we come together and we just love on each other. Like that's what it's about. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is going to put you on the spot a little bit. There's obviously not a right or wrong answer, but when you think about like long term, and granted we know God's has all of that in his hands and we can like make plans, but sometimes those plans are not the same plans that God has for us. What, what do you, what do you think your hope is for or like that you have God has for you in this church? Like, is this somewhere that you think like, wow, I really want to be in ministry for a long time mm. or like, what, what does that, when you think about that? Yeah. I, I will say before I even answer the question, like being a part and working a part of the church and like help, like even just meeting with people, um, I've been the happiest working here than I've have anywhere else. Um, and I think that that says a lot about, you know, the church and like, God's people. Um, but, but even going back to your question, I think one of the things I've thought about a lot and I've kind of like veered away from is like being a pastor. Um, I take the the weight of off of like, okay, I have to be this type of person to get this type of title. Um, and just enjoying the process of like getting to know Jesus more. Mm. Um, but yeah, if I, if I, if, if, if I had it my way, I, I would definitely love to be a pastor and shepherd, um, the Lord's people. Um, but I've really, like I said, I've just taken the pressure off of like this big idea of being a pastor and more of the idea of just like loving people in the moment with what God's provided mm-hmm. and given us. So, yeah, but yeah, that's, that's kind of something I've prayed and hoped for, but you know, like, like you said, things don't, they work in God's way, not our way. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be cool to see how just God uses like your story, mm. your influence, mm. um, even just what you were talking about of like different people being in 710. And then when you think about like the church at large and in, even our church, like mm. the larger body, like just how the look of the church is changing, the feel of the church is changing. And so to just see how, you know, God will continue to use that, whether you stay in an actual like ministry position or you know, just you being a part of yeah, the body, sure, yeah. how he will use that. Mm-hmm. All right. So last question, as we wrap up, what is something you would really like to see for 710? And I guess specifically, like as you being a leader in 710 now, like what is something you really hope for when you think about like 710 going forward? Yeah. Yeah. One of my biggest prayers and my biggest things I've been like dreaming up in my mind haven't it hasn't been in reality which isn't bad or good um I've really wanted to see um we talk about like a redemption family I would really like to see like the redemption like young adults ministries come together um I definitely like when we talk about like unity 
um and just like coming together as a true family like like i think that like there's a bigger picture than just 710 mm-hmm. um and i love 710 like i love like what's happening in our ministry um but i've always like prayed like i want i want us to come together as a whole body you know and like um i just think there would be some some like cool things and like we'd get to experience as like a family um together and i don't know what that looks like you know, obviously that's like a lot of moving parts but um that's been one of like my biggest things like i've been praying for within you know 710 to like kind of reach out to our, our other ministries our young adults ministries and like really like hey like come let's all come together and do something together and it's like a redemption young adults like just like you know like a meetup kind of thing not like a we just changed the whole idea of young adults or seven tens, but just like, yeah, something that where we all come together and we're loving on each other, meet new people outside of like what we're used to. Um, yeah, that's kind of one of my big dreams lately. So yeah, that would be awesome. Mm. That'd be kind of sick. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. Well, Kendrick, it's been wonderful having mm. you on our podcast. Yeah, you thanks. can come back anytime. Don't tell Corey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's already mad. He's already mad at me. <laughs> This has been this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, well, yeah. thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is great. Well, um, for all of you that we will see at the retreat, we are so excited to spend some time with you in Williams this coming up weekend. So we are really looking forward to that. And um, we love you guys. And we will see you for the next episode of Postscript. Peace. Bye. Peace.